0: Welcome to an ACC podcast. We are headed into week four going strong. I'm Lauren Brownlow, since I literally almost always forget to say that. And <laughs> this week, uh, you kind of had to do some searching to figure out what the best game was going to be in the ACC or the biggest game or most important or whatever. Um We've talked plenty of FSU on this program, so I didn't want to go with FSU at Louisville. And instead, I thought I would go with Pitt uh, playing UCF. And so I'm going to have Craig Meyer on with me from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And Craig, first of all, have your Twitter interactions recovered since you tweeted exactly what Pat Narduzzi said about his fourth down call last week?
1: They calmed down, like, surprisingly early. Um, It was Saturday was hectic. I was, like, battling like a massive cold. So I was just like under the influence of like cough uh, medicine and it was all just sort of a blur um, even more so than it would have been had I not had a cold. Um, but like, honestly, by like Sunday afternoon, it kind of calmed down. It was, uh, I don't know if it's cause like people, uh locally here we're too we're too preoccupied with ben roethlisberger's elbow or something oh right but yeah. uh yeah it, it you know it it definitely calmed down like as far as like twitter outrage and like befuddlement with like really weird calls go like it had a surprisingly and for my mentions sake refreshingly short shelf life it was uh <laughs> it was something
0: though yeah i mean it just for those who don't remember, even though I ranted on it last week and even was so upset, I called Pat Steve. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I don't... It was like five minutes to go in the game. It's fourth and one. They're at the Penn State goal line, essentially. Pitt is. And it's like, you know, you. It, it's now or never, right? Like, you have to score a touchdown at that point. I know there's time left on the clock, but... Pitt had been struggling moving the football and he defended it afterwards by saying you needed two scores of course you don't need two scores necessarily just I I ah, down seven I don't I still don't understand I and I I kind of want to Craig like I kind of want to have a reason that this makes any sense just for my own sanity um do you have anything to offer me
1: So, I think the nicest thing that you could potentially say like, there are defenses, like, I think that they're pretty flimsy uh, defenses, but um, Pitt was struggling running the ball all day. Penn State's got a really good front seven. Pitt's O line outside of their centers, still pretty inexperienced and I guess not particularly good. Um, so, and that day they had run, I think it was, they had 25 uh, rushes for 24 yards. Like they were not able to move Ugh. the ball on the ground at all. Nobody gained more than 10 yards on the ground uh, for them that day, or actually more than nine yards. Um, and their best options, um, uh, you know, they uh, their starting running back that day. A.J. Davis was in single digit rushing totals. Honestly, the guy who may end up being their uh, their best running back on their team is his freshman Vincent Davis. Problem with him is in the goal line situation, he's 5'8", 170, Oof. so he's not exactly a guy who's like going to plow through, um, you know, no. a- and get that one yard. I mean, he would maybe be somebody who you could send over the line, like, you know, like basically jump and dive over it. Right. Right. Um, but i mean
0: but they didn't try a pass play right
1: no no so they tried so first down they passed <laughs> second down they, uh, oh, they okay, did basically yeah, that's like cool. a qb sneak and third down they uh, they passed i think it was on third down where you could basically see the the, uh, the point d- like developing you could see what looked like basically an open touchdown in the flat but it kind of broke down pretty quick like penn state
0: uh, like yeah. penn state
1: spread they they, uh, they did a really good job defending it um So I can see it from that perspective. And, like, I think if you're taking points in that situation, like, I think it's probably a pretty safe assumption that your kicker can make a 19-yard field goal. Um, And I guess I I give Pat some benefit of the doubt in, in his explanation of it where, like, you can't throw your kicker under the bus where you would basically be like, well, yeah, like I went for the field goal because I kind of safely assumed that it's from nineteen yards. Our kicker's never missed from uh, from within thirty. All all the-
0: right. So instead, he puts it on exactly. himself, yeah, so to and, speak. Okay,
1: but yeah, okay. these are you know, and the other thing too. This is one that I've kind of theorized is that is that you basically like is maybe that the is that the offensive coord uh, the offensive coordinator Mark. Uh, Mark Whipple in that situation, who Pat defers to a lot as far as play calling. The only other thing I could possibly theor, uh, theorize with that was that he opted to kick it. Pat went with that, and he figured that he would kind of take, you know, the, he would take the the heat for that. He, you know, he, he wouldn't want to do that to, uh, to one of his assistants, especially one who's only coaching his third game there. Um, but again that's just more of a theory on uh, on my part because if you rewatch the game like there's some people who say it kind of looks like when they do a, a sideline shot you can see Whipple saying kick it um, but that's you know uh, that's, a, that's o- only a theory at this point but that's really about all I got as far as defense is going again those like those are ones where it's like if you had some kind of, of like scale it's like okay like like 15% of me can kind of understand why things went the way they did and why you opted for that. But the overwhelming percentage of my (laughs) thoughts and feelings on this are in the opposite side. It, um, yeah, it's just,
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I will say this. You made me feel at least a little better about it and like that I have some sense of sanity. So, um, I do appreciate that part of it. Uh, but yeah, because, oh boy, Pat. Um, it does appear that Pitt has a pretty well functioning defense at this point. And now they've got a host UCF that looks, like it hasn't really taken much of a step back from the UCF we saw last year. I kind of assumed they would. I was treating them that way in my AP ballot until last week. I know Stanford's not great, but still, they pretty much they they made it pretty easy work of Stanford. So, I guess how are Pitt people sort of looking at this? Do you think we'll see the same kind of frisky pit team we saw last week against Penn State, or do you think that there'll be some like understandable letdown after the way that it ended? Where do you think they're going to be at this week?
1: Um, I think a game like this. Maybe more so than the Penn than the Penn State game has a little more potential to uh to get ugly. I mean, Pitt looked great against Penn State last week. They they manhandled Penn State's o- uh o- they manhandled the o- line. They consistently got to the quarterback. I mean, yeah, this is sort of one of those situations where it was like, well, other than that, how the play missing? <laughs> it was they 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 really only gave up like there were a few big plays where. Yeah, you know, where Penn State would break up some like an eighty-five, uh, an eighty-five yard run. But other than that, they did keep them in in, uh, in relative check there. The problem is, I think UCF's offense is a lot better than Penn State. Um, they don't have you know sort of the same yeah like you know, like prestige and the same blue history. bloodness. Yeah, yeah. But I think that <laughs> from everything we've seen, I think they're a better team though, and I don't know how well equipped hits defenses as good as their D-line and is as good as their secondaries, but I don't know how well-equipped they are. Once that UCF offense get, uh, gets rolling and you've got a team that's averaging 50 points a game, um, I just... I mean, we saw last year... I mean, Grant, that was in Florida. God knows how hot it was down there. I thankfully was not there. Um, but, it, uh, but, I mean, <laughs> you like you had a defense in that game. One of the prevailing storylines from that game was where was near where the very end you had players seemingly faking cramps, you know, to, uh, you know, to stop play, um, you know, like, you know, where, where, uh, where a guy would almost mysteriously go down and, you know, and, and like hold at his leg, even though, no, no, What no. That so never was,
0: happens in college football.
1: So <laughs> I, I, you know, you had, I just don't know how well equipped they are to to really slow down that kind of a force. Yeah. Um and I would think for some that's some for that's I would think true. Some, I didn't even think some, about that some, part. That's some, that's still. I mean, this is a program that I guess is probably motivated uh, by uh, by enough, namely, you know, any kind of lack of respect or or recognition that they feel like they get. But if they individualize, when you yep. a team like that and how things transpired last year, that may be some that kind of hangs with them a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, in a nod to the Mike Leach thing going viral this week, and you know, with the of course admission that Mike Leach has other problematic elements, although this rant was pretty funny, um, he sort of broke down like the mascots in the Pac-12. So I figured like we could <laughs> we could take a little look at some of these matchups via mascot, and if the mascots were facing off in this one, like frankly uh i would like Pitt's chances way better i think yeah i think although i, I guess think, they do have uh, a sword that guy carries yeah, a legit I th- sword
1: I think, I think the sword's a big deal i would assume he has some armor too um so that would he does that Oof. would maybe uh neutralize the panther's claws and he, i don't mm. know if they can pierce that uh, that's right yeah where do they go for
0: where's the vulnerable I think point point?
1: and this mm. guy i'm assuming or, or it could be a girl i guess <laughs> this is true
0: <laughs> lady Brienne.
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i uh but i don't you know because i i think that is is the knight's name still nitro that was his name. oh that's old. right
0: which is which awesome i, I do like that
1: Neutral name so yeah, you know, it could be a woman that's uh, true but yeah and um i'm assuming that they're pretty uh that they're pretty adept with the sword seeing as they are yeah and, you know you know like it wouldn't be like putting me in an armor and handing me a sword where i wouldn't really know what the hell to do with it so That's I would, true. I, I, would with, uh, yeah. I would go with the I would go with the night in this match It'll be funny for Pinto because last week they played Penn State, who are the Nittany Lions, and as I found out for a story I did a couple a uh, couple years back, Nittany Lions and Panthers like the same thing. They're just both like mountains
0: Yes, yeah, they're yeah, it's just like.
1: So last week was 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 kind of like the Spider Man meme. Um, <laughs> this week oh you know, I feel like I feel like that kind of a matchup would maybe throw Pitt off a little bit too. So you gotta worry about their sort of uh, mental state going in.
0: Uh well, now that we've broken down Pitt, uh, we can get to the the noon games, which boy are they doozies. Uh Boston College Rutgers leading us off. All I wrote in my notes is Welp because I made fun of BC a little bit. Um, In that, you know, you say not all P5 scheduling is created equally. So if you schedule other P5s, like it's not like you schedule, you know, Kansas and Rutgers like BC did. Um, I think I said this in defense of like North Carolina's first two wins of the year being over Miami and South Carolina. Like, yeah, they're not amazing, but at least they're, you know, better P5s than those. Um, So, yeah, Boston College is coming off getting crushed by Kansas and now they're going to Rutgers. And I mean, at this point, like, why would we not assume they would lose again? I'm kind of in that camp right now
1: i would honestly if i were bc i mean throwing, uh you know throwing personal pride you know and a desire to uh to uh, to accomplish things aside <laughs> from a story standpoint i would probably lose to him like that would be like that that i mean that's one that's a pretty sizable accomplishment there where you're where in the span of two weeks you lose to kansas and a and the uh, records i mean that's pretty impressive like I mean, the Kansas thing shocked me last week because BC beat uh, they yeah. beat Virginia Tech in the opener and week one being week one, we're all kind of thinking like, oh, like BC's pretty good because we all kind of safely and I guess, you know, sort of uh, sort of ignorantly think that Virginia Tech would be good because it's Virginia Tech. Um, and now it just looks like Virginia Tech may actually just be very bad because BC, like I went to BU, so I'm a little bit biased, but like like we got rid of our football team about twenty five uh, years ago because it's just not worth it, I guess. But like, at least we never lost to Kansas by 25. <laughs> That's like I I will say that for us. But yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, because BC is a team that like you know, I think that Adazio generally has done a pretty good job there. They they usually have good defenses. It's hex They got a lot of dudes up front. Um. That's a tough place to win, but yeah, it's just yeah. That's it. it seems like they've kind of fallen off.
0: That, uh-huh, yeah,
1: The good news uh-huh. for them is that Rutgers, like you know Kansas, there's there's a general thing where they're on the is because less miles is there. They're against more, but Rutgers is just
0: that's true. Less miles, yeah.
1: Been bad. Um, they've really uh, under Chris Ash. They've shown no signs <laughs> of getting better. I mean, I don't follow Rutgers football super closely but that's just been my...
0: Well, uh, why why would anyone do that to themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean, outside of 2006 and that night that they lit the Empire State Building Red, yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot to follow. Th- you know, I guess they didn't win the first college football game, so anybody who was alive in 1869, I mean, knows them as a powerhouse, but <laughs> yeah, aside from that...
0: Uh, I did find out doing a little, like, Rutgers mascot history um, that... They had at one point a Chanticleer as their mascot, and then they decided to, uh, in hopes of spurring the all around good athletic promise and Rutgers fighting spirit. I am reading that. Um, they changed it to a knight in the 50s. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? And so, do, should they change it again? Is kind of one of my questions.
1: That would be interesting. Like, they. Um, like, remember- we suck so much, we have to change it again. I remembered reading saying that the new, you know, like maybe this is kind of a, a Jersey thing, but the New Jersey Nets, I don't know if this was in the late 90s, like when they were just really, really, really bad. Um, and they almost changed their name. I think it was to the Swamp Dragons or something. Oh, wow. Just because they played it in the Meadowlands and Giant Swamp. and that- Yeah.
0: And dragons are awesome. Like, why does no cool more teams Roger. should use
1: that? Yeah, where you kind of go on the other side of there, you know, where you go from being a knight to being a dragon. You you like kind of switch sides in that fight because the knight thing clearly has not really worked out for him.
0: <laughs> it really hasn't. And yeah, I guess if we mascot battle this one, you, you do still have to give the edge to the knight. For sure, over the eagle. Although I guess, like technically, the eagle could just like fly around the whole time and and not have to fight the night at all, which maybe sort of encapsulates how this game will will play out. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think when it, I think when that game ends nine to six, I think we'll kind of all be thinking that.
0: It oh. <laughs> it's a metaphor for that. Yes. Um, then we've got Western Michigan Syracuse. Like this is going to be my my time on here to rant about what. Syracuse is doing with their scheduling like they go to Liberty then they um what what do they play right after Liberty oh they were at Maryland and uh they have Clemson that's not in their control. And now they're going to play Western Michigan. And I think they played at Western Michigan last year, if I'm not mistaken, because that was the game where um, they got out to a big halftime lead. They pull Eric Dungy to avoid some sort of catastrophic injury because he seemingly always had injuries. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they put in Tommy DeVito, the current starter. And he, uh, to be fair to him, like, Dino Babers probably left him in a touch too long (laughs) like we were all like hey Dino this is a one score game dude Uh, they end up winning 55 to 42 if I'm not mistaken but this is a Western Michigan team that's coached by um, the former Syracuse offensive coordinator Tim Lester those games versus ex coordinators have not gone so great or head coaches high Scott Schaefer and Middle Tennessee that came in there and beat them a few years ago. So I don't understand why Syracuse schedules the way they do. Um, I also think it's important to point out that Tim Lester played in the XFL. And his his, um, quarterback nickname was the submarine because he could go deep on you in a hurry. Shout out to Noon's Magician for uh, reminding me of that storyline because that's wonderful. But yeah, I just don't know why they keep doing it. Why do they schedule this way? Like They could make it so much easier on themselves and they just won't do it.
1: It's pretty funny because pit fans are actually sort of envious of, uh, of what Syracuse does um really? you know, where yeah no no so basically so Pit last year their uh, their non-conference schedule they had Penn State they had they had UCF which I still don't really understand why they scheduled uh, UCF because they did in January it, the deal was done in January 2017 so UCF was coming off at six and seventh season very next season they go 13 and0. They win the peach bowl or whatever they won um and they become this like juggernaut seemingly overnight and Pitt all and Pitt all of a sudden has to play like this super good team where they don't get you know, where other you know where they don't really get much benefit at all from uh from playing right. them and then they played uh notre dame which is obviously out of their control because you know they play them every so every so many years and that just happened to be one of them so the way that their fans view it is basically that why don't we do what Syracuse did last year? Yes. Syracuse should have done
0: what it did last
1: year. Yeah, no, we basically load up on fairly easy teams. You know, at the very worst case, we leave non-conference play 3-1. and
0: Exactly. I have been advocating for this for everyone that's not trying to make the playoff.
1: Yeah, no, and then win like 9-10 games. You know, uh, Syracuse, I think, last year went... Nine and three, and then they and then they won a bowl game against West Virginia, who did not have Will Greer that game. They win ten games. They finish the season, I think, in the top fifteen, and they enter this season ranked in the preseason, even though they obviously lost Eric Duncan and some other important guys. So Pitt fans are are basically like, "Hey guys, let's do that," because then like everybody now. Well, no, they're
0: right about that, yeah, yeah,
1: and like for the past, I mean, I, honestly, for the vast majority of the past thirty years it has just been perpetually like seven and five and six and six That's basically what they are as a program. And they're like, Hey, like let's just load up on a really easy non-conference schedule. It may not help us that much. come you know, come, you know, come ACC play just because we may not be as prepared as we would have been otherwise. But yeah, like let's win, you know, Like, let's assume that people here don't really delve too deeply into and see how we won those nine games. Let's just win nine games. People see our record and be impressed. More fans might come. I don't think it's a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I've, we've had that discussion
0: here locally about NC State's schedule some, and their schedule's improving um, over the next few years. But it's like, why, you know, Dave Doran's not trying to get fired, man. Like, he's got to face Clemson every year already. Like, he's trying to get to a bowl. He's trying to keep things rolling. Nobody's, if y'all won 10 games, no one's going to look back and be like, well, who did they beat? Like, it doesn't matter. They just see the number. But yeah, you're right about that. Um, the mascot battle in this one. Um, I'm terrified of Otto the Orange, as I think um, some may know. I have not. I don't think talked about that on this podcast because why would I have, um, but, um, I, he would be facing off against, um, a, what appears to be a horse that is high, the Bronco from Western Michigan. His name is Buster. And he like, I'm looking at a picture of him and he literally has red eyes and I just not sure what's going on there. Um, he looks like the slow horse or something, like the one that they give to a little kid to ride because he won't be too aggressive. I mean, he's still probably going to eat the orange, right? But I don't know, like if the orange is, if the orange has legs, like yeah. their orange does.
1: Is I don't like to full scale. Like, is that how big the orange actually is? And I guess. It would-
0: that's what I don't understand. That's what bothers me so much about yeah, him.
1: Like I mean, I just think of the orange as like a piece of fruit, like an actual like sized orange. And I guess, you know, that you know, the Bronco definitely does look high. I guess it depends upon what he's high on, like how he might be acting. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I mean, I still defer like all you need there just needs to be one sort of fortuitous step or gallop and the orange is toes. That's you're right. That's
0: very true. I just I need the orange like if it's going to have legs and wear shoes and socks like I need it to have a torso. It's it's upsetting. Um So yeah, I think I think Syracuse is in danger there if they don't if they don't uh stay out of the way of the uh of the Bronco. Um Elon Wake also at 12 or 12:30 ultimately doesn't matter. Although Elon is a top 25 FCS team, um there's really not a whole lot else to say here I don't think though. Um Elon so we could really just skip right to the mascot battle. Yeah. For being honest. Uh Elon is the Phoenix which is named after a fire that they had at the school and they like rose from the ashes so Phoenix whatever. But they used to be the Fighting Christians. So I feel like I should kind of defer to that nickname over the like versus the Demon Deacon because we essentially have a religious fight here between christian denominations like um i what, what is wait wakes uh, Wake baptist, baptist? Yeah. i think wakes baptist i'm pretty sure so we have you know the fighting the fighting christians which is i think a little more all-encompassing and then we have uh a very specific the demon deacons i don't know that's a tough one
1: so is the deacon possessed by something is that what makes him a demon
0: I have really honestly always been super confused by that because I don't I don't know why that would be a good thing to have a demon yeah. inside of your deacon yeah, it, it or would like
1: compromise like compromised.
0: Yeah, it would seem like something needs to be done. They called it. It's a sports writer thing because we always do this, right? Like we're responsible for most mascot yeah. names. Um, it goes back to the Roaring twenties when a school reporter gave the football nickname the Demon Deacons after a quote devilish win over the Trinity Blue Devils. That's right. That's what they were back then. Um so yeah, I, I guess, but I'm with you. I don't really understand why it's demonic. Um yeah. but yeah Phoenix, I, I don't know. Like
1: Phoenix I would defer to uh to Elon in this because no matter what happens to him, they'll end up rising right. from the ashes and being reborn. So they can't really be killed.
0: Exactly. And we've seen Wake's mascot like he's a little elderly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure
1: I, although he still rides that motorcycle very well, so I give him credit for that.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> they can't conv- convince Grandpa to get off the motorcycle. Um, but yeah. All right. So, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's my second podcast in a row that there's been a Bobby Petrino motorcycle joke, but this one wasn't by me. Um, maybe I'll keep that streak alive somehow. We've got App State at UNC after that. Oh boy, that's been a thing in this state all week. Where, and I'm sure Pitt is like this too with some other programs that in their state that are that are maybe lesser. It, Penn State's like this with Pitt, right? Where it's like we don't want to play you. We're better than you. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Um, it, it, to be fair, Penn State's probably earned it a little bit more, whereas like. Uh, UNC and App haven't played in a while and there's been this whole thing all week of like app saying because of what they've accomplished they're you could say they're the best program in the state and then you know state carolina fans being like all like well you don't play in the ACC it's, you know you're not as talented as we are blah 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 and i'm just like i hate uh, it all gives me a headache um yeah, play <laughs> Uh, App, App not having beaten a P5 team in a while is not the same kind of streak as you know one of the locals not having done that because um, they're just not on the same playing field. One's in the Sunbelt, one's in the ACC. I don't know why I'm trying to explain this to people as if they don't know. Of course they know. Uh, but yeah, App State hasn't beaten a P5 since that win over Michigan. And admittedly, it has been something that they've been sort of riding for a while here, but they have not been full FBS until 2016, I think it is. And they've certainly pushed some P5s. And if Carolina is not prepared for... Um, how good app could potentially play on both sides of the football? They're going to lose this football game. <laughs> like app is legit. Yeah,
1: I mean, because it was what it, it was in 2016, they almost beat Tennessee, probably should have beaten them. Then last year, they should, yes. probably should have, or they very nearly did, maybe should have beaten Penn State. Um, and both.
0: Yeah, Wake Forest yeah, a few years yeah, ago so as well.
1: I, I mean, I guess they kind of went from. I guess, giant killer to giant scarer. But, I mean, that's a really good program. Um You know, obviously, you know, yes. you know obviously there's, there's new coach, so it's still a little TBD whether they're able to, uh, to maintain what Satterfield was able to do there. But, um I mean, a game like this, I guess, would be some kind of a measuring stick with them. Still not entirely sure how good Carolina is. Like, I don't know whether it's like the thing we do in the first few weeks of the season where we overreact till like to a win or two maybe it turns out that miami is really bad sure. or maybe it was just kind of a, like a game i mean i feel like the only thing i know about carolina is they're going to beat Pitt somehow because they always do <laughs> but larry's yeah, gone yeah he maybe he had some kind of like voodoo like <laughs> charm over pat <laughs> i have no idea I was was always also bothered that I never wore a fedora. Like, you should have. (laughs) <laughs>
0: we, yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like it's, it was right there uh, for Larry the whole time, but yeah, I look, you're right. I don't know what to make of Carolina right now either. I love their young quarterback. I think that's been a big difference for them. They did not have good quarterback play the last few years and now they do. And I think that's, that's making a big difference. They lost their center early against Miami a few weeks ago. And I think they're still recovering from that right now. Um, they need to get back to be able to run the football this week or else they're going to be in big trouble. Um, and Eli Drinkwitz, head coach of App, he does have some familiarity with Carolina because he was NC State's offensive coordinator last year. Um, and I know Carolina's been watching NC State film to sort of prepare for what they might see from App because obviously App's going to be pretty vanilla in their first two games to not show Carolina anything on tape. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think of Carolina either. It's it's worth remembering, and we've pointed this out too, that like Carolina did not lose uh, in blowout fashion a whole lot last year or even in the last couple. Like they've they've especially last year too, they've largely been in a lot of these games. It just, they, they broke the other way. And so for the first two games to break back, um, in their favor, maybe, you know, maybe we overreacted because they started two a no considering what their record was, but maybe, maybe it's just sort of the law of averages catching up with them a little bit of like, Oh, you, do are due some of these closer games. Um, but I still think they're improved and, and they will be better this year, but, um, like you said, how much we don't, I don't think we really know yet. And I think this is going to tell us a lot about app and Carolina. So I'm intrigued for it as for the mascot battle. Um, you got Yosef, the Mountaineer uh, versus Ramseys the Ram. I feel like that one's pretty lopsided, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming right? that the Mountaineer doesn't like, it's not like the West Virginia Mountaineer who's carrying a musket. Like, the like their guy just has like a corncob pipe, right?
0: Let me see. Yeah. I don't see a weapon. Yeah. yeah Yeah, i do not see a weapon i gotta go
1: with the ram then and the ram's familiar with yeah so it's really there's like no advantage from knowing kind of the lay of the land like the ram i I would assume is familiar with that kind of yeah for
0: sure i mean i see some shots of him carrying a weapon but they're all older um so unless like he's concealed carry at this point i just you know i'm not seeing a weapon here um so i think yeah that's probably got to be Ramsey's in that mascot battle um this is now we're going to get to the other most intriguing game of the weekend for me, um, and I hate I hate that I keep doing this with Florida State because uh, it's not like other ACC teams haven't played big games, but Louisville FSU, um, Louisville obviously looking way more competent uh, because Bobby Petrino not there, and in part at least uh, Scott Satterfield obviously a really good coach too, but that's I think a big reason, and then Florida State. What I don't know is what we're going to see out of them this week. They played much better last week at Virginia. Certainly showed some signs of life. They brought in Jim Levitt from South Florida. They were essentially mm-hmm. running Jim Levitt's defense, or formerly of South Florida, obviously. They were running his defense, um, but he wasn't there. And I think that they, from what I was hearing, they expected him to play a role and on the staff, and and he was not. Uh, he didn't want to do that for whatever reason. And then now they finally brought him in to play a role on the staff. That should help. Um, I don't know, I guess. I, I don't know what to make of this. I feel like we're going to, you know, the, the, we'll, we'll see kind of where FSU is at. Are they going to carry this over the way they played last week? Uh, you, you hear rumors that like Kendall Bryles and and Willie Taggart aren't talking, but you never know if those are true yeah. or not. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of either of these teams and, and we'll probably find out a little bit about it. At least if Louisville continues to look pretty frisky, that'll probably be an indicator of how they'll look the rest of the year. But man, I don't, I don't know. I This is a, it's a mystery game to me. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens in it.
1: I think I'm still one of the few people on the Willie Taggart train. Like, I still think that he's a good coach who can potentially get things, um, you know, who can potentially get things turned around there. I mean, cause I, he, I feel like the way that we talk about him sometimes is pretty unfair where it's like, Oh, well, here's his record. Like here's his overall record. Here's his record. Again. Like, his Oh
0: yeah. Teams. That it, I got like, no time for that. Like, like that.
1: I think West yep. Kentucky was winless w- uh, when he took over. They had been in Division or they've been in FBS for I think all of a year, and he rebuilt them up to like being a pretty damn good program. Uh, you know, by the the uh, by the end of his time there, were they were going to bowls. They did it, I think, within four or five years. And the same thing with with the USF. I mean, he took them over. They were yep. you know, they'd be going like three and nine four and eight, things like that. Struggled his first couple years, and then by the end of his time there, I mean, they were a ranked team. They were arguably the best group of five team in the country. Goes to Oregon, they have a, you know, three or four win improvement in his, in his alone uh, year there. It's so, like, I think he's a good coach. I just, I think, I mean, at WKU and then at, and then at South Florida, he needed, like, he needed a few years to, you know, to kind of turn things around and at a place like FSU, I don't know if you have that kind of luxury. I mean, if you, if if they have a losing record and they miss out on a bowl, even if they go six and six, like I don't. There are understandably high expectations there, and I just don't know how much time he would have. Um, even if he's adamant, even if he has this this like sort of proven track record of turning things around, if given if given enough time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, given what he's done, I'm still a believer in him. Um, you know, I think being from that state and the way that he recruits, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's hard to see him not ultimately doing well. Again, I just don't know if he'll be given the time.
0: You know who else has an under five hundred record? Who Dino Babers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like that's the. <laughs> The context of these things matters, folks. Like, it, it just does. And I have, I don't know if he's going to last there. I don't know if he's a good fit. I think, I think he's made some, I think he's a good coach. I agree with you. I do think he's a really good coach. I just don't know. Sometimes fit matters and I don't know if he fits there. We'll see. I hope, I hope it works out for them. But um, like you said, they're not going to be super patient. I think he's kind of made some mistakes along the way, more from a PR perspective than, than anything else that... it it sort of gives him like he was super optimistic about them last year for no good reason. (laughs) Uh, you know, that, that, that didn't help, you know, it it didn't give the fans a lot of cause to be like, Oh, we're in rebuild mode because you know, we have an offensive line that's made of like paper mache or something. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's made some mistakes and, uh, but like you said, I have no time for the people that just cite his record without context because I, that, 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 that means nothing to me. That's meaningless. Um, yeah, yeah, mascot battle. Um, Oh boy, it gets problematic with Florida State, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Seminole. <laughs> Maybe we should use the horse. Do you think we
1: should use the I horse? I think, regardless of who goes up against mm. the Cardinal, I think they're going to beat him. The thing with the Cardinal, though, is like. They're going to beat the Cardinal. The thing with the Yeah. Cardinal,
0: Wait, is it Louisville's thing, Cardinal with like, the teeth, thing, though?
1: Like, anatomically? Yeah. It's like a knight. Like, that thing, like, they're, it's kind of laughable. Like, there are no Cardinals with teeth. If they're going from a sheer intimidation standpoint, though, if I saw a Cardinal with teeth, like small as Cardinals are, I, they probably weigh like three pounds, if even that. Like, if I saw a Cardinal with teeth, I would sprint so fast, or or I guess as fast as I can go in the other direction. Like, that would be terrifying. I still don't know how well that would do in a fight. So I, I don't think. Uh, yeah,
0: that's probably going to be a FSU. I, I, di- I had that same thought, by the way, last night watching the uh, Houston Tulane game when I keep seeing the wave. I don't know why like the wave is just very menacing and he's he's like the wave is first of all it's green so that would be super jarring to see in the ocean and then like it's got like it's fist out and it's glaring at somebody and I'm like can you imagine seeing that as you're like bobbing along in the ocean I don't know why it's super disturbing Um, (laughs) central Michigan Miami Jim McElwain back in Florida wow he's back <laughs> that's like i mean it's not the only I'm here for all the sharks
1: right? <laughs> that's right he's going back to the land of sharks that was one of my favorite stories ever was i didn't i never believed that but the fact that <laughs> he so vehemently denied it it also made me think like oh god he might, the, might i imagine. know i mean
0: like full disclosure i think we all understand it was not jim McElwain. um naked with a shark in that picture that came out like what was it like yeah. three or four years ago when he was still at florida i believe and like it was he's so yes it, it, you're exactly right though like instead of just having fun with him being like haha yeah it looks like me but it's definitely not me he was like so offended and like just <laughs> It did make you start to wonder, like, wait, is it him? Like, why is he so upset about this? Like, just laugh it off, dude. Yeah, he's he's probably spent his time like relatively landlocked there and in, in, in Michigan, or, or mostly, you know, not near the ocean. I guess I have no idea where Central Michigan is relative to. Uh,
1: that's in the central part of the state, I guess. So it's like, yeah, Well,
0: it's, as as it says, yes, in the name, I guess it has to be so.
1: <laughs> oh, man, those names can be kind of misleading. Though, like like South Florida's in Tampa. Like Tampa's like.
0: Yeah, they can be a lie. Yeah, it is really more in yeah, the middle. Exactly. Like it's south of Orlando. Um, I think the only other interesting part of that game is uh, Dan Enos. Um, was Central Michigan's head coach. He's now Miami's offensive coordinator. I really like this Miami team. Um, I guess that's probably setting me up for heartbreak. And I've been talking about it. I don't know how to process the fact that, like, I have nothing snarky to say about Miami football um, for the first time in a long time. Um, I just genuinely like them. I like Manny Diaz. I like their defense a lot. I like Jaron Williams. And I think that's a big reason why they have a quarterback is, is important in college football. And I think I like him. I like the
1: way he's played so far. Yeah, they were my preseason coastal pick just because the coast is always such a... Oh, really? Team. Yeah, I mean, I wow. just think with the town, ta- you know, that they just, from being where they are, the way, you know, and the way that they recruit career- me, mean, I feel like there's just so much talent there that I, in that kind of a toss-up division now, I probably look kind of dumb because I think for, I think that Virginia, even through three weeks, has really kind of reaffirmed its status as the preseason favorite. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this team, I mean, for so long, like, I mean even in the year where they were they were the number 2 team going into, into the final week of the season and they made the orange bowl like even then that was there were still some questions about that team especially uh, especially at quarterback they now seemingly have that quarterback part of the equation answered um I mean there's still some problems i mean the o line against florida was a Mess, um, you know, and it's made that much tougher when you when you're thrusting a freshman quarterback into those kind of di- into those kind of difficult situations. But yeah, I mean, it, I mean, maybe this is a fault in my judgment. I'm still I'm still relatively high on uh, on Miami. I I probably take my coastal prediction back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a game like this, it probably shouldn't have too many problems.
0: Yeah, um, from a mascot perspective. <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused by what Central Michigan's mascot actually is. Like, I know they're called the Chippewas, although I thought that was, I, I don't know, maybe they got some sort of exemption I'm unaware of. Um, but all I can see when I Google this is like a picture of um, a, a, a mascot called Action C that is really? has a basketball as a head and I, I don't see anything during football yeah i don't see anything during football games and i'm very confused by what's happening at central michigan yeah
1: um i mean the the, the fact that they have that as their like a like at their mascot unless they're just super kid friendly <laughs> probably tells me like a, a <laughs> like a mascot form of, of a chippa would, would be a little problematic um but i think we're regardless though i'd probably go miami and it's like i would go miami they'd be my pick in all of the pcc probably unless the like blue devil going back yes. to mike leach's thing with the sun devils like i don't know what kind of power devil has like you know like so
0: you're going with like a hurricane
1: it's able to conjure okay. like what powers it right has. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough to outdo a hurricane. That's
0: true. Yeah, I was thinking the Ibis, but you're right. I mean, they are the hurricane, so I think we do kind of have to go with that. Whatever, whatever, whatever their actual mascot is, I don't. It's whatever. Um, I, I kind of like the basketball head one, but um, I think it'd be funny if you did. You huh? can't trot that out at a football game, I suppose. Um, That's why? Old Dominion at Ver- <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh god um old dominion at virginia um old dominion is not quite the old dominion of last year they have a quarterback named stone smart with two t's at the end of his name which i think is great um Virginia's fun and they played really well or, well well enough when it mattered against fsu i don't think they're going to have much of a problem with old dominion here one Good thing about Bronco Mendenhall, I think, is yes, they keep it close against like other ACC foes and like evenly matched type teams. But Old Dominion, in my opinion, is not that. So I don't think that they're going to have a whole lot of problems here. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overlooking the Monarchs.
1: Uh, I, I'm probably siding with you on that. Um, you know I, I just think that uh, I think the Virginians got too much. I mean, Bryce Perkins is. Fun as hell to watch, you know, you know, his ability to kind of scamper out of situations and make plays. I was really impressed with their defense. Um, I think yeah. that's a group that's really going to, you know, that they're really going to be able to lean on this year. And I think it's part of the reason I think now that they've kind of emerged, I think it's, I mean, I guess it'd be them or Wake, but like sort of as the clear second best team in that mm-hmm. Um
0: Us, yeah, for sure. A special shout out as well to Bryce Perkins for um during the broadcast they did like a thing about teachers and thanking teachers and he he talked about his um gender studies class and, and his like women's studies professor oh, and cool. um I I did a little swoon I did and apparently they followed up with her and she was talking about how he's one of the most like engaged and active students in that class and I was like that's great and that made me happy um some things in football have made me happy this week. I'm going to get to something NC State related that has made me happy in a second, but Monarch battle, Monarch mascot battle, Monarch versus Cavalier. Hmm. I mean, if it's an actual Monarch and like we're dealing with the monarchy, I feel like that's a lot of power involved, right? But I don't know that that's their actual like physical mascot, is it? I don't know if that matters.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Like, um, would their mascot be like a lion or something or am i thinking of a different school
0: i think you're right i don't and so that's why i'm like i don't you know i don't really quite understand and then i I know that the cavalier is not thomas jefferson but i always think of thomas jefferson as like a de facto mascot and i mean technically if we're going like if we're going like the founding fathers versus the monarchy like we all know how that ended up um you're right it's big blue a friendly lion who was king of the monarchs I mean it's really hard to not take a lion if we're being honest
1: and even if it were a like real you know e like even if it were a monarch as as in like a royal like i don't know like you know would the cavalier be like subservient to them that's what i don't understand um i don't know the cavalier yeah
0: because like if we make it i i should know this i don't i should really know why and i don't know why um it's like a swordsman of some sort, right? Like, I don't, yeah.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't call up Caroline for this. I feel like she would definitely know.
0: Okay. I will, I will consult Caroline for this for sure. Um, because I don't, yeah, it should be something a la, I feel like it needs to be like something a la Thomas Jefferson, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's basically, yeah, the colors, the song. Okay. Wahoo, wah, whatever. I don't yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Okay, a barefaced horseback rider in cavalier garb in nineteen sixty-three. Um I don't really know why though. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I haven't really seen a good explanation if we're being honest. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um I got nothing on that one. All right. Well, I will I will consult with Caroline and I will be sure to add something in some form or fashion to this so that I know <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know that I've been following AC football my whole life and, and also been fascinated with mascots uh, ball state at NC state. Um, I I shouted them out earlier in the week for this when I had Stephen Muma on from backing the pack, but they're hosting a set the expectation game, Brenda Tracy um, sexual assault uh, slash interpersonal violence, awareness, victims advocate, everything. Um, She'll be there and they'll be wearing the decal on their helmets. I was over there yesterday hanging out with James Smith-Williams, who's their defensive end. I really hope he plays in this game. He did not in their last one. Um, State needs him, but also he really helped get this game to campus. Um, After Brenda Tracy came to speak to them back in April of last year, he, he, he really advocated for her. He was out there in the student union with her handing out bracelets and literature to people and my heart grew several sizes just to see the football players doing that dave doran came out as well i you know i I, like in all seriousness wanted to shout that out again because um it's awesome um i wrote about it on SportsFan.com if you want to check that out um brenda's great and james is james is uh inspirational to me honestly um so go read it if you want to um Mm. and donate if you can as well um so yeah, in all seriousness, I wanted to say that before we get into the fact that I can't talk about Ball State, seriously, um, because I'm not mature enough. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, I I did look into why they were called Ball State, because I never really bothered to look that up before. Um, and I guess like the Ball Corporation that is in Indiana, and like they, ma- they make like mason jars, right? Or am I making no, that up? No, and other no, stuff. That
1: is definitely true. Um, yeah, because they're in Muncie, Indiana. So like it, yeah yeah so they're not in like Ball yeah. Indiana it's it, it's really strange I don't think there is I should know because I'm from Kentucky like I grew up like right across the river from Indiana the but-
0: I th- so like and here he, here's my other issue right so okay yeah I get that like and I I read the history like the Ball brothers gave us donation to keep it alive that's cool like the university itself because it kept like running out of money and so finally they endowed it and whatever and it's now a functioning university but like. Why did they keep the state part?
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I didn't know why they
0: do they feel like they just own the state?
1: Maybe. I mean yeah, I mean to be fair they might. I mean maybe they were trying to lay a, yeah, like maybe they were trying to like lay a claim, like it you know, where we have like Chicago's Big Ten team. Like maybe they were trying to be like, Oh, we are the team in the state of Indiana in football, which like I guess there's obviously uh no, there's obviously Notre Dame, which would be a pretty big obstacle there, but yeah you know maybe it was a power play we're just gonna call ourselves ball state come and get it Notre Dame I I always thought come do something about it this is a kind of an I always thought once ball should have gone there totally it was a real I mean like if you're trying to build your brand yeah baller yeah like hello yeah.
0: Don't tell me that you're really into brand building if you're not going to go to Ball State. It's in the name, yeah.
1: LeVar. Yeah, you know, like they with him would have gone like, you know, 27 and four. They would have been like a lucky 12 seed who makes a sweet 16. Which totally. Where's he got anyway? So
0: like, state needs to shore up stuff defensively, and Ball State's plenty capable offensively. I, I think State will be okay in this game. It's a night game. Um, I hope they get some defensive pieces back, uh, and they're obviously going to play way better than they did against West Virginia because it's hard to get much worse. Um, but yeah, I I from a mascot perspective. I was almost sad to see that they were like not. Why aren't they just the balls?
1: They should be. I mean, there like I'm, there are, there were enough cardinals out there. Like you don't. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that would have. Yeah, yeah that that would that yeah that would have been great. Like 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 NC State losing to West Virginia. I mean, that was a, gen, a genuinely jarring yes. result. Is West Virginia not good. no? Like I, I think people down there would probably tell you that like this is a rebuilding year. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, especially with there being a first year coach, but yeah, like NC State was another one of those teams that did the first couple weeks. I'm like, oh, they're, they're pretty good. Like, you know, this might be sort of in that, like, yeah. you know, non cleansing <laughs> group of like the ACC's upper tier again, like, you know, in the non cleansing.
0: They schedule though, like, pit people want to schedule.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is and some of it's out of their control. I mean, they have to play ECU and ECU is not usually this bad. Um, they're still in rebuild mode. Western Carolina, eh, they've been bad forever, um, <laughs> even as an FCS team. And they were real bad uh, against state. I think uh, our buddy Stephen Muma called them a uh, bag of pudding. Um which is about right. And, you know, so it was a little misleading, even though to see them take care of business matters. But yeah, this uh, to see them play like that against West Virginia, um, especially in the second half, that was that was concerning because um, they're going to need their defense to scare them this year, and that did not happen. So we'll see. Um, they've got time to figure it out and turn it around. But uh, Wolf, yeah. Um, mass, yeah, so mascot battle, obviously you got a Wolf Pack versus Cardinals. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory yeah. multiple wolves versus some birds yeah that's
1: and i don't believe their cardinals have teeth either like no wolves, so that makes it even more lopsided
0: oh yeah for sure like they can't even fight back so that's you know once the wolf catches the cardinal they're done um they're done for so uh charlie cardinal oh you're wrong he does he does have teeth <laughs>
1: and he has, oh, he, does. he has huge
0: teeth they're very disconcerting wow and an enormous eyebrows oh my god i wish i had oh my i wish i had not clicked on that i'm gonna need to move on uh it's still nc state but now this will haunt my nightmares all right
1: oh god i looked it up
0: <laughs> like those teeth are like
1: enormous that's huge feet too yes this is okay or at least a picture i've seen yeah it's that's ridiculous
0: like come on guys okay Uh, (laughs) Now we've got Charlotte Clemson uh, battle here. We in North Carolina would call an in-state matchup jokingly because we kind of just throw Charlotte into South Carolina half the time. And uh, the Panthers owner, David Tepper, seems determined to kind of like make it a two states team, which best of luck with that. Um, But yeah, uh, Charlotte at Clemson. Charlotte is interesting. They put up 41 on app. uh, two weeks ago now because App's just coming off a buy to play north carolina that was certainly an eyebrow raiser for me on multiple levels both from app's perspective obviously like what are you guys doing and also from a whoa charlotte you did that um that's a team that i think people feel like eventually down the road could be pretty intriguing um because they have some resources and, and they're pretty determined to make their team good but obviously they are playing clemson so
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think that's going to happen this week. Like I, you know, I think that 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 turnaround will happen at some point where they'll maybe, you know, beat like a Duke or a North Carolina or NC State. But like, yeah, I don't. I think like this is the wrong ACC team for that kind of like aha moment.
0: Worth pointing out, by the way, that uh, in your in terms of yards per play, which is my preferred metric, uh, Charlotte is eleventh. Nationally, I mean, they haven't really played anyone besides App. I mean, App's good, though. So yeah, they're eleventh. They're a couple spots ahead of Clemson in yards per play. So, a couple spots ahead of UCF even in yards per play. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's not a stat I expected to see. Like as you're looking through it, you're like, ha ha ha. Charlotte. Oh, okay then. Um, Wow. Penn State actually sixteenth. So good on Pitt for holding them down as long as they did in that one mascot battle. Before we close it out here. Uh, we have the 49er for Charlotte, which is a gold miner, I believe. Um, I don't know. Why is that Charlotte's mascot? I, <laughs> I That doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, it's not like we don't have gold in the mountains. Um, yeah, it's indicative of the fact that Charlotte was saved from permanent closure in 1949. Their mascot is Norm the Niner, a gold miner. All right. Uh yeah, obviously it really doesn't matter what kind of minor he is because you're going against a tiger that is high on cocaine. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that is <laughs> like he does have like a pickaxe, I'm assuming, but like I don't I don't think that'll do you so well against the tiger. Again, even a normal tiger, but yeah, one that's all coked out. I don't oh, By the
0: no ball the tiger The eight ball, the tiger thing has become so ubiquitous that my husband, I think it was my husband the other day, literally thought that's what the mascot's name was. And I was like, no,
1: they should just, I would not really call it that. I don't either. I would remember. (laughs) That's what I
0: would say. Yeah. You you can't forget that one. Um, All right, Craig, I'm going to get you out of there on that before we get to my son, Alex making picks as he does each week. He is, my son is 19 and nine on the year he went five and two last week well, um been i get him
1: what's that yeah you know, and he might have gone six and one had not been for pat narduzzi
0: uh he did pick penn state oh. in that one because i got him to pick it with mascots um and he wanted i had to i had to say lion or panther because he wouldn't know what a nittany lion was um he's i made him say some things about pat this week i'm not sorry about it um I think he's going to have a pretty good week again. Just all goes to show you none of us really know anything and you should just let someone who doesn't know anything pick games. Um, Craig Meyer from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks so much for coming on with me.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, thanks for having me I'll, I really appreciate
0: it. Do, do you want to place pick some games so you can eat some ice cream? Mm, no! You don't want ice cream? Pick some games and you get some ice cream. What do you think of that? Cool. Me, 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 me. Appalachian State or UNC? UNC. UNC. Wow. Okay. You always pick against them. UCF. I'm a, I'm UCF like or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That'd be a I'm big to win. You want to hug Pittsburgh? Hug Pittsburgh? Mm, that's interesting. You should tell their coach to be smarter. Can you say, "Be smarter, Pat"? Be fine Fat? That's right. The
1: no, Bad Pattern. Bad Pat.
0: Say bad. Bad. Yeah. Louisville or FSU?
1: I, FSU.
0: FSU? Okay. I want to hug FSU. Yeah, we all want to hug FSU. Uh, let's see. Old Dominion or Virginia? Virginia. Oh, Caroline will be so happy Ball State or NC State? NC State Yeah, they better want, hope so What I about I Charlotte or Clemson? Clemson Clemson, yeah, you're probably right You want to hug Clemson? That'd be a good choice of somebody to hug What about Boston College or Rutgers? Rutgers Wow, that would be I really bad I want hug Rutgers Oh, honey You're so nice. Elon or Wake Forest? Wake Forest. Wake Forest, okay. Western Michigan or Syracuse?
1: Syracuse.
0: Syracuse, okay. That that fork doesn't go on the table. Central Michigan or Miami? Miami. Okay. I like to
1: hug Miami.
0: Me too, I kinda wanna hug Miami. Okay, thanks Alex. Are you ready to eat your ice cream? Where's Miami? Where's Miami? It's in Florida. You remember where Florida is? Yeah It's down It's down Down That way Down down. (laughs) south You ready for your ice cream? Yeah? Why don't you say bye? Bye Bye